DFS strategy show. We have a 10 gamer to talk about on this Saturday afternoon. Already a uh, early slate. We had four games. We had some actually okay contests. I am Jay Carr, as you guys know, joined by Josh Harris. I think making his debut with me on a, on a Saturday show. What's up, Josh? Not much. Today's the day. Today is the day. <laughs> yeah, we got Eicheled a couple nights ago. Who'd you play last night? Uh, I was actually, I had a pretty good lineup. And again, that last, when they added the assists on that last Arizona game and knocked me out of the cash. But like, that's the one thing I wanted to say today, because like, I know not everybody's an MME player. There's a lot of single entry and three max players in here. And I'm one of those people and I'm in a big downswing right now, but you just got to keep grinding because, you know, downswings are going to happen and they get even more amplified when you're a one and three lineup guy. It feels like you're always in quicksand, but you just got to keep going. It will turn, and tonight is the night. All right. All right. Well, I'm expecting some uh, some spicy takes today. Uh, thanks for filling in for me yesterday. My power went down right after I uh, – well, actually, right after I got my top shot. I waited to open for a while, my moment. And uh, so it went down like 30 minutes, an hour after that, after I got it. So I guess good timing, but had to – Skip out on the show. I saw you guys did an awesome job. As always, the crowd loved you. Uh, they really like the Cliffy-Josh combo, so it makes me a little bit jealous. I'm feeling a little insecure about my role here. But, uh, you know, we got 10 games. Insecure, but you just shipped the, the $10 last night, and you got a, you got a big top yeah. shot card. So. Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty good Friday. Yeah. Uh, pretty lucky Friday. Yeah. So uh, I, I think the Kadri one-off got me there late. I think he had an assist and a goal. Back to back, um, but yeah, sometimes sometimes you run hot. Like I was in a massive downswing. Uh, basically, all of NFL season had a couple of really close calls uh, in showdowns and stuff like that, and uh, ended up having a pretty terrible season. So I know the feeling. It's not any more fun as an MME guy, but when you are a single lineup guy and you're not getting anything back, yeah. uh, like I, I've gone through that too, and that is really difficult. So. Um, you know, it's not great to lose 90%, but at least you're getting something back in MME is what I tell myself. Like, I'm not going to lose all this money that I'm risking. So uh, I see chat has uh, just a lot of comments today. Cliffy's in chat. Tyler, our producer, behind the scenes, chatting as always. Bobby Boom, what's up, man? <laughs> Haven't heard from you in a couple weeks. So just, you know, nice to see that you're back in here. Uh, Hoff says he's taken down the early slate 5k to first. I did not doubt that you've been taking down pretty much everything. So good luck to everyone on the early slate. And, uh, what do we got going on for today? We've got 10 games, but I want to quick talk about promo code college last day is tomorrow to use this. It's 498 for your first week of college basketball DFS. We have projections on the site for you to use right in, uh, right on time for March madness. So again, this is uh, going away after tomorrow, Sunday, the 28th. Uh, once it turns to March, you will not have promo code college. So again, promo code college, 498 for your first week of college basketball DFS with Awesomeo. As always, uh, you can like the channel, but we would prefer that you subscribe to the channel. That's really what we're looking for. See, we're close to about 52,000 subscribers. We want to get that up to 75K relatively soon here so your subscriptions matter a lot and uh yeah if you want to throw us a like as well that makes josh and i look good 
we go through the numbers uh, for the bosses. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about uh, Pittsburgh and the New York Islanders 2.7 implied total for the Penguins 2.9 for the Isles, Tristan Jari and Semyon Barlamov are your expected goals. We had an Isles night the other night uh, against Boston, which, which was a little bit of a surprise, just an explosion in the third. I think they had, I want to say four or five goals in the third period, seven overall for these Islanders now get a pretty good matchup. I think uh, depending on how we think the match is going to go, but uh, are you liking these Islanders again? Yeah. I mean, we saw in the Boston game, they kept the Barzell line away from the Bergeron line. So if you think that's holds true, they're going to see either the Malkin line or the Teddy Bluger line, which uh, <laughs> both have been a bit iffy defensively. And it looks like Jared McCann's up on that second line with Rust and Malkin. Is that what you have? Let me see here. Yes, I've got him as a game time decision. I forgot to mention that off the top. Yeah. But yeah, he's expected to be on line two with Malkin and Rust. Yeah, so it was it was Zach Aston Reese last game, and and as Cliffy noted in the the last show, Zach Aston Reese is a very good defensive forward. So McCann's probably a little bit stepped down defensively there. So if, even if Barzal's going into the Malkin line, I still like Islanders one. Like we. You know, you beat a dead horse with the Islanders one. Like, no matter what slate it is, you're going to have Islanders one. Yeah. But it's it's they're not overly expensive. They're fully core ready power play one. Like, you're going to want oh. some an MME for sure. So, if that's the case, right? Definitely going to have some an MME. Um, the JG Pajot line is going to be going against Crosby. So. I'm not a huge Pittsburgh Penguin fan. Like it's 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 very on the record, but this Crosby line is definitely something I want some mm-hmm. exposure to in MME. One of three lineups I'll probably fade, but even in 20 max, I'll have a little bit here. Like the Crosby Gensel combo is an elite combo, and you just you get the the power play one correlation, so you can do that as well. This second line um, is a bit more expensive now. Um, Russ Russ's price is up to 7,300, but if you want to, you know have a little bit of cost management. You can put in McCann for 2,500 if he's in. This is an early game, so we're going to have, you know, lines hopefully. Um, Again, it's probably just going to be Pittsburgh won an MME. Islanders won an MME. Um, Maybe even in my single lineup, I'll consider Islanders. I have not built yet. Uh, I, I would stay away. Maybe I'd have like one or two if I was 150 maxing from doing the Penguins power play stacks like the Islanders are just one of the best defensive teams in the league they don't take many penalties so I mean you might get some leverage if you do and they take a couple penalties but it's not something that I am looking to do maybe I'll sprinkle it in and then this Islanders second line fully correlated power play too I'd have a little bit in MME as well but I'm mostly under the field in this game except for the Islanders top line and probably the Crosby line in MME yeah, I'm right there with you on both sides here. So top lines for each team, uh, you know, when I'm going up against the Islanders, like they, they just have, there's not really many weaknesses, like two strong lines uh, in their top six, third line has been playing well. Um, and so when it's an elite line going up against the Islanders on a big slate, uh, and I think it's an elite duo, you mentioned Crosby Gensel with Kappen in 4,100. Um, their ownership is a little bit higher than what I thought, but I still got to almost double digits on them, which is pretty high. I mean, there's only, I'm only going to have probably four or five lines 
at more than 10% in MME. I don't think they're a priority for me talking about Pittsburgh still. Um, but definitely a team that I'll be uh, decently exposed to in MME. Um, and then Islanders one, they are a priority for me. I think across the board, you mentioned the full correlation for the Isles top line. Um, going to get a quality matchup at five on five uh, against the Malkin line and the, the third line. And they're just amazing at even strength. Um, so, you know, you never have to convince me on Islanders one, especially when they're at home and they get to decipher the matchups for the most part, the defensemen um, would just be correlation guys for me. Uh, Pulak with Isles one uh, Latang with Pittsburgh one, but I really don't see myself getting to, a lot of these defensemen on either side, maybe some Scott Mayfield and Mike Matheson uh, as one-off guys for uh, 3,500 a piece. Anything else in this game? Uh, no Dobson's prices dropped. I know he hasn't been great recently. Your guy. He is my guy. Yeah. He's 3,700. Uh, if you need the little savings, if you're trying to jam in another uh, mid-price line with Islanders one, I think you can go Dobson, but I do prefer Pulak uh, in the Islanders one stacks, but if you need this, if you need the space Dobson and I'm on board with you with Matheson, he's still, his price is teetering to the point where it's like, eh, it might fade, but he's still okay. at 3,500. All right. Uh, we got a super chat, two super chats, right? As I said, we got one, we just got another one. Uh, one, we'll just get the one out of the way that we always get Clayton. Uh, just very generous as always given a $5 super chat. He says, I'm playing six lineups tonight including a three max, what is your starting point to narrowing your player pool? Uh, that is an interesting question. Do you have a response for that? Um, on a big slate like this, 10 games, right? So I'm going, I have to go through every game and I'm obviously prepping for the show. So like I have to go through all the lines and all that stuff. But like when I'm going through, I'll write the lines down that I really like. And even if it is like seven or eight lines, like that I really like, that's what I do. I do this exact same thing. I, I write it on my little post-its here. Yeah. So like, I'll write down the lines that I really like. And even if it is seven or eight, like at least like you're going through the 10 games, there's tons of lines. You're, you already narrowed it down to seven or eight. Right. So then after that, you, you kind of fool around with building the lineup, see what fits together, see what doesn't. You, you check out the ownership projections, making sure you're not jamming in chalk with chalk with chalk. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's kind of what I do, and then what I like to do is like on my favorite lines, I'll see what is available like with the PowerPoint quarterbacks. Like, can I fit this line with that line with this PowerPoint quarterback? Like stuff like that. Like I just tr- tr- it's it's tricky, right? Yeah. So, like like oh go sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, I mean I I don't like try to really narrow down my pool that much just because I'm making so many lineups. But I, when I am going through, I am usually handpicking lineups from my MME uh, builds and putting those into uh, into like my three max stuff. So like uh, when I go through and write down all the lines that I think I should have exposure to in multi entry, I'll put like a star or circle lines that I think are priority lines. So like Islanders one for example, circled for me tonight. Like I want to have, if I'm doing a three max in the, I'm playing three lineups in the 333, like that would be a team that, uh, or that would be a line that I would want to have at least one lineup of in like the higher dollar uh, three max single entry stuff. So uh, 
And I will say, like, you're probably going to have to have some uncomfortable phase. Like, it's just yeah. going to happen. Right. But, it's, it's tough to play three max. It's yeah. tough to play single entry on a big slate like this. There's a lot of options. Only so many lines you can get in doing even six lineups, right? So you, you're going to have some fades that you don't want to fade, but you just – you have to. Like, especially if you want to not, like, concentrate yourself on one or two lines, but you want to be – a bit similar, but you don't want to be too different. So like, you don't want to spread yourself too thin. So that you're going to have tough fates tonight. Mm-hmm. Like it's on big sites. It just happens if you're not playing 150 lineups. Yeah. You might have six lines that you really want to play, but I mean, you might only be able to jam one or two of those together. And then you're just going to, you're going to have um, some teams that you just don't get to some lines that you don't get to. Um, so hopefully that helps you out Clayton. If you got any questions, you're in the Osmo Slack, just DM us. I'd be happy to help you out um, and uh, maybe point you in the right direction if that didn't help as much as you wanted it to. Other Super Chat, Scoops Cody, another um, – I'm assuming it's Scoops Cody, like from the Levitard show, but uh, I could be wrong on that. Maybe it's Scoops Cote. Uh New to NHL DFS, he says, but 10X last night. Uh, thanks for all the content and the tips and the news in Slack, guys, he says. Yeah, uh, the news is a big part. I, I don't think it was a very news-intensive slate last night. There were a couple pieces that came in uh, later, I think. But, yeah, Slack's the place to be, osmo.com slash join. Uh, I, like you guys want. <laughs> I like winning, but I love to see subscribers win, too. Yeah, like I generally root for everybody. I'm not one of those people who likes to root against people. I like rooting for people, especially our subscribers. Yeah, we've got a really good group uh, in our NHL Slack, especially uh, – it, it seems like a pretty small group, but a lot of guys uh, tend to contribute. Uh, sharp people, sharp content creators, sharp subscribers. It's just a really good mix of people. And, you know, we're nice to new people. Everyone's nice to new people, which is what I like. You know, when people ask questions that might seem obvious, no one's going to uh, call you out. People are willing to help, which is what we like to see. And some winning screenshots at all levels going around. We're under two hours to... Uh, Crunch 150, Larry Oda. Yeah, uh, I I think under, but depending on how many rules, I don't know. You might play with a bunch of rules like uh, some some other people that we know, but uh, I don't have too many rules, I guess. So it usually takes me like 20, 30 minutes on this slate to get what I want, but I've got a handful of different builds that I uh, need to get to. Okay, we've only got through one game because some people were very nice with Super Chats and YouTube Slack, so... I'll pick it up here. Stars, Lightning, uh, 2.3 implied total for the Stars, 3.1 for the Lightning. Hudovin and Vasilevsky. Big news for the Lightning is that Anthony Sorelli looks like he is returning, as is, uh, I think Chernak was out for a while. He's 3,200. Um, not a game that I'm overly interested in. I noticed myself getting to some Tampa Bay in my first few runs through things. Um, what do you like here, Josh? I like the Tampa top line, uh, Palat, Point, Coleman. They're probably going to go up against the Pavelski line, I would imagine. I would think. Uh, that's just my assumption. And I think um, this is a good spot for them. You know, Blake Coleman up on that top line, he's still only 4,400. I really like Blake Coleman. Like, he doesn't get power play one time, but he's someone that I don't leave off on a quality line like that. So, yeah, Tampa won uh, definitely for me. Um I'm kind of off the second and third lines for Tampa now that they kind of jump with their lines. I don't mind having a uh, one-off Stamkos or a two-man like Stamkos-Kalorn for the power play because Kalorn is 
3,500, and that's very manageable. But um, full line Tampa one for me, and I'm probably going to be under the field on Dallas. I will take – if I was making 20 or 150 lineups or anything in between, i definitely take some stabs in MME on the Dallas second line, Ben Hints uh, as long as he's in, and mm-hmm. Gurionov. They're all fully correlated on power play one. But for the most part, uh, this is a Tampa one game for me, and I'm probably going to be under on Dallas. Is uh so Hints is uh, I think officially a game time decision. It sounds like he's going to be good to go. Did we get lines? Is it supposed to be Hints with Ben and Gurionov? I'm assuming. So. I have I, I like I assume because Hints usually plays with Gurionov. There at least that pair will at least be together. It could be Ben Pavelski, Kirivanta, but yeah, I'm just I think it, it I'm might like, slide down. Faxa probably going to slide down if Hints is is in. So I'm guessing it'll be Faxa with Cagliano and Como um those guys tend to spend a lot of time together but we'll see i mean dallas isn't a team i'm overly targeting but if hints is in late i think always an opportunity to get a really low owned combo a line that has played pretty well together Especially and, on, saturdays. Uh, on saturdays is that their day no no no. like no like getting low on combo because oh. there's oh. like and there's ufc tonight there's you know there's yeah. a bunch of like other sports so like that's it kind of happened a couple saturdays ago with the new nashville lines when uh Granlin, Forsberg, and Arvidsson were together. Uh, no one had them as a combo. Like, they're all under 2%. So, this could be a similar situation. Yeah, for sure. So, a um, little bit of Dallas, a uh, little bit of the Tampa top line for me, um, but one of the lower total games on the night, five and a half, uh, shaded towards the under. I don't have much on the defenseman side either. If you got anything, uh, feel free to chime in. Otherwise, we can move on. Yeah, no. Uh... You know, if you're correlating Klingberg and Hedman makes sense, but 6,900 for Hedman's a bit pricey, but he, I, it's more of a correlation play for me. If you have the space for one off, that's fine, but I'm kind of off Sergachev. He's a little too expensive for me. Chernak, if he's back, 3,200, I don't mind him. And Alex, my boy, Jamie Alexiak, also 3,200 if you need a defenseman. All right, let's go to Carolina and Florida. 3.1 implied total for the Canes, 2.9 for the Panthers. It is going to be Reimer and Bobrovsky uh, as your goalies. Uh, Jesper Faust up on the top line with Aho and Svechnikov. I believe they're keeping the second line intact. Um, and then Stolf is the second line swapped around. In on the second line and then and then Niederreiter down with Stahl and Fogel. Okay. Uh, I mean, is Carolina team – like like what does that do for you if those lines are what you said? Like are you just off them entirely? Yeah, because I wanted to play Niederreiter, Trocek, Netches because uh-huh. they're going to get the Wenberg, Vitrano, Hornquist line most likely. So with Brock McGinn there, like, I, like Brock McGinn's a nice player, but I definitely prefer Nito Niederreiter, Nino Niederreiter to be there. Just power play two with Netches, but <clears throat> I don't know. So this also changed the dynamic with Huberdo up with Barkov and Verhage because when Duclair was up there, that that um top line was like just great defensively so you know like Barkov and Verhage are still there but with Huberto there it's probably going to be pretty high event so I kind of like I do like this top line for the Panthers don't get me wrong I'm not a huge fan of going into Aho Svechnikov so this is more of an MME type deal for me probably a couple you know underweight on the Panthers here underweight on the I'm probably just going to be underweight on this game, to be honest. Like, if I'm going to go anywhere in this game, it's probably going to be the Panthers' power play again. Like, yeah. <laughs> we say it every time. 
I also have some hurricane power play stacks because Bobrovsky, you know, he has not looked good. So I don't mind an Ajo, Sveshnikov, Trocek, Dougie type deal, but more likely than not, I'm probably going to be underweight on this game. Yeah, I like the two mans for the, uh, the Hurricanes. Once we get those lines confirmed, uh, this is a 7 Eastern start. There's a bunch of them tonight. So people will be scrambling and probably not a lot of people will get the correct combo. So if you do, and you like Carolina, I mean, pretty good implied total here. Uh, you know, Ajo and Svech are probably going to be together. Um, you can do some sort of power play stack if you're worried about scrambling at lock as well. Um, and then for power play, yeah, we're like a broken record with that. But, you know, I, I play a lot of Hornquist because he gets low ownership, uh, projected low ownership. He usually comes in relatively low when he's 6,100. He's not like crazy underpriced. And then I like that a lot of people will just play him with Wenberg as his even strength line mates and not that many people play him with Barkov. Um, and so you can go Barkov, Huberto with Hornquist. Um, yeah, the, the Florida line changes don't change a ton for me. Uh, just even less Wenberg with no Huberto there. Uh, you could go Vetrano, Hornquist if you wanted a two-man there. But uh, once again, Barkov is going to be the guy that's uh, basically on all my Florida lineups and then – just kind of a rotating cast of Hubert over Hagee. I'll have some full, uh, full even strength line of uh, Florida one plus uh, Hornquist getting mixed in a lot. Um, Cliffy just gave us a little update. He said confusion with Carolina lines as a beat writer had projected lineups with Nito and Carolina three, but the coach said no changes to last game's lineup. Yeah. I never know if they're just yeah. talking about, all right, are we dressing the same 18 guys or are our lines going to be the same? Like, they need there needs to be like a different uh, vernacular for for uh, like the differences between those two because like that's great that the same eighteen are playing but how are they going to be formed when they're skating together? So, um, so we talked about the new lines, right? So if it goes back to the old way, just real quickly because I know we got more games to get through, uh, that will put me more onto Carolina too. Okay, for sure. Um, if Nita, if Nita Riders with Trocek and uh, Natchez because they avoid Barkov for Hagee, they'll get the Wenberg line most likely, and that is not great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a more complete line there if no McGinn. You got Natchez and Nita Rider, both guys that can score goals that shoot quite a bit. Trocek, uh, a good play-driving center as well. So I would agree with you there. If that line is intact, uh, i like me some Carolina too. Let's go to Toronto and Edmonton 3.2 implied total for the Leafs 3.3 for the Oilers. I think I had these totals flipped, so I'm not sure what it is on the screen. Uh, yeah, I've got it flipped. I, I think the site that we get them from actually had them flipped. Uh, so, you know, not going to blame myself for copying down the wrong totals. But uh, in Alex's model, it is 3.3 for the Oilers, 3.2 for the Leafs. It is Campbell. It's probably going to be Mike Smith. They've been rolling with him for a while. I think he's coming off a shutout in Vancouver. Um, no Austin Matthews for the Leafs. That's the massive news of this game. Um, I'm not sure that that's going to kill them defensively. It's already a big total against them, but offensively that is certainly going to hurt Tavares. Uh, and Nylander have not really gotten going. Uh, we think it's going to be Tavares with Marner and Thornton on the top line. They are getting Thornton, Hyman, and Muzzin are all expected to play. But, you know, you don't have the top scorer. I think he's the top scorer in the league, if not top three. Maybe a couple guys in Edmonton are higher on him. 
uh, higher than him so far. But anyways, do you like anything on Toronto? And then where do you stand on the Oilers tonight? Cause they're going to have ownership and they are, uh, man, they're very expensive. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> on the Toronto side, I mean, not really just because this Tavares Thornton Marner line is going to get McDavid and that's just, that's bad news. And then these depth lines, we don't really know who's going to be with who. Uh, Tavares is not going to be with Nylander. Hyman, we don't know. I mean, we maybe someone, you know, tweeted out the lines, but like, it's just not going to be. They skated yesterday. Yeah. It's just, it's just not going to be what it is when Matthews is in the lineup, right? So for me, this is all about the Oilers. I'm going to be underweight on <clears throat> Toronto for sure. If you want to take, you know, obviously if you want some Tavares, Marner, Thornton, in MME, even though they're going into McDavid, I think you can do that just because the Leafs, you know, the one thing they do is score, even though Matthews is their best scorer, I think, you know, they still can do some damage because it is the Oilers. Um, but yeah, Edmonton won for me for sure. They're expensive. Like they're like McDavid's 9,200 now getting into a price range where like he should be priced. Like uh, Matthews was 9,300 tonight. He's out. So like, I like seeing that DraftKings is putting the price up to the point where you actually have to think about it instead of just like clicking the name and finding pieces to put in with them. So like the McDavid Nugent Hopkins combo is, you know, 16, four. If you want to go McDavid and dry saddle, you're at 17, five already. If you put a Nugent Hopkins there, you're pushing 25,000. So like you got to get real creative if you're going that route. So I think the best bet for Edmonton is put Pooley in there, do the full Edmonton one. You hope Pooley sees a couple minutes on power play one. Um, they rotate with, you know, Chieson and God knows who else. Like I, I think Yamamoto even got some time. Uh, Neil, when he's in, gets some time. Like I don't know why they just don't put Pooley on there. But yeah, Edmonton won full line for sure. You want to use some dry side. <laughs> you want to mix in dry side. It's fine if you have like a really cheap line that you like. But for me, um, really, I'm all just Edmonton won. Everything else, I'll probably be underweight. I'll, you know, maybe have some dry side, but that's really about it. Yeah. And our ownership has, uh, we're, we're too low on Edmonton right now. We ran this uh, earlier in the day before uh, Matthews was announced out. That's going to change some things. Uh, Colorado one also going to be popular, but I think Edmonton is going to rival them as the highest own line of the night. And I definitely agree with that. Um, I'm trying to jam in as much Edmonton as I want when, or as much as I can um, when they're this expensive though, and expected to be pretty popular. Uh, it's just one of those things. You got to find lines that people aren't going to be on, find a line that's at 1% projected ownership compared to the the one that everyone's going to jam with them. That's projected at 5%, AKA your Minnesota two last night. Um, it's not always going to work out, but you know, you make ownership plays like that and just avoid the chalkiest of the chalky combos with Edmonton one. So that's what I'll be doing. Uh, I would love to get to them in half my lineups. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be more like, a fifth of my lineups or so. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll try to mix in some dry sidle. Just gets very pricey if you go McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and dry sidle plus Tyson Berry. Yeah. Berry 6,500. Like if, if you're trying to power play stack, like I don't even know if it's possible unless you use JSON. I, I think, let's see. So I'm going to put this guy into the lineup builder right now. Yeah. So if you put in the top four, 
you have thirty seven hundred and sixty dollars yeah, remaining. With you got a punt goalie, then like, and then you're probably looking like almost min price. Yeah, so you would have to go with like Dubnik. I think he's really cheap. Uh, he's seventy one. He's not even that cheap, but you could do it. <laughs> you could do it. Uh, you almost at that point just put in Chase on. Um, there was something. Oh, if you wanted to get a little crazy uh, and go with the Leafs depth, I think like their depth isn't great, but I, I think it's a lot better than Edmonton's. So like, if you want to pick on, uh, you know, the Gaten Haas's of the world, Josh Archibald's, yes, Jamar Kara, uh, like if you wanted to go with like Engvall, Mikiev, two man stack, that is crazy cheap. Yeah. Uh, Mikiev's been, his rates have been pretty good. His, his shot attempt rate. So he's the guy I'm targeting uh, a little bit this evening. Yeah. Anything else here? Um, I'm, I'm trying to look at these defensemen. If Muzzin's in like 4,700, it's not too bad as a one-off. If you have that space, he's their best, their best email. Like I, Riley is just a correlation play. Yeah. So really that's about it. Like Barry, if you can fit him in with your power play ones nurse, if you're not like using Edmonton and you want a one-off in that range, I think it is fair. But other than that, defensemen in this game really don't do too much. All right, Red Wings, Blackhawks, 2.5 applied total for the Wings, three for the Hawks, Subban, and Bernier slash uh, – it's not Grice, I don't think. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't heard from Grice in a while. Anyways, Detroit goalies, it's a 10-game slate. It doesn't matter. Um, Kurashev with Debrinkat and Kane, uh, and then Larkin with Mantha on the Detroit side. Fabry expected to play with them uh, at 5-on-5. Five five. We'll see how that sticks, if that sticks. Two top lines, I think, are, are the things we need to hit on here. Um, do you have a preference one uh, over the other? And then what do you think with Kurashev, with uh, Debrinkat, and Kane? Is that a good trio, you think? I prefer to – I was like, man, I prefer the Red Wings tonight, uh, top line to top line here, just based off price, right? And and the Wings have been pretty good defensively, and this Debrinkat, Kane, Kurashev line has – you know, not been great defensively. The Hawks have been leaking a little bit here. This isn't – this game, to me, in a 1-3 to three lineup is probably a pass. But in MME, I think there's definitely some spots where you can take advantage of here. Definitely um, Detroit won. Uh, and I don't mind having to bring Cat King combos. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think it's it's a nice way to get a bit contrarian from your Edmontons, from your Colorados. Like, if you want to – leave off Kershev that's fine and put him in with like a Soderberg. I think, you know, for the power play correlation, you can do that. Um, honestly, my favorite play from the Blackhawks side is Kubelik. I wish he was on power play one, but I think he's a good one off. Dude just shoots the puck scores. I mean, he's, he's on with uh, your boy Hagel and, and Walmart, but you know, that line is a bit rough, but like they're going to see the depth of the Red Wings, which is equally as rough. So like, I don't mind, like, because Walmart and Hagel are both 2,900 and Kubelik is 4,600. So if you need a cheap filler, um, I know you don't see much power play time, but, you know, Chicago 2 is not a bad play tonight uh, in a deep MME. But other than that, you know, Wings 1, Debrinkat, Kane, Combos, and Kubelik. But other than that, I'm probably underweight on this game. I wanted to get to a lot of Detroit. I think I I will get to maybe close to double digits on them, but it's not going to be a major stand because – we're expecting their ownership to be pretty high. Uh, one of the higher filler lines of the night, at least when it's 11,000 for Larkin and Mantha against the Blackhawks. 
Now they haven't been terrible defensively as we've seen in years past, but still not a defensive juggernaut. 2.5 implied total for the Red Wings is actually pretty high or at least like close to average uh, for like a home game. It's concentrated, right? Like it's not, you're going to see like, it's like with Buffalo too. Or a bunch of goals. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the same deal with Buffalo. They always have low totals and they're highly owned, but it's because when they score three or four goals, it's like, you know, who has to score for that to be the case. So yeah. uh, Some Detroit for me, for sure. Blackhawks. uh, I'm not really that heavy on them. I, I think, on lineups where I do have one-offs, Kane is going to be a target for me. Um, you mentioned the Kane to bring at two man. I'm just getting to Edmonton, I think, a little bit more. So they're getting kind of squeezed out for me tonight, I think. It's just – it's been quite the week, as Cliffy just pointed out. Like, I've touted Jeff Carter three times. I prefer the Red Wings in this game. Like, it's just been a crazy week. Of well, I mean, I just touted Zach Hyman with Engvall and uh, – or actually, I don't even know if Hyman's on that line, but like Engvall and – Mikiev, uh so I'm not I, too much better. Someone in the chat says, you know, now I'm going to mention Sam Gagne coming off the hat trick. I'm not going. No, no, that that was intentional. Yeah. Uh, all right, we have to pick it up here. We've got about 20 or so minutes, uh, but first I want to uh, point out we've got NHL projections for free today. If you're looking to get behind the paywall and uh, you haven't quite made the leap just yet, NHL projections are free. I'll be working on those for the rest of the afternoon. And uh, we'll have those posted, updated a handful of times before lock. NBA rankings also free. We've got NBA shows coming on later, deeper dive, live before lock. You know the deal. UFC, if you're playing UFC today, the pro plays are uh, free. So go check those out. That's just uh, a little taste of what you get from behind the paywall. And then uh, if you go over to Twitter, if you don't have a Twitter yet, I don't know how you don't, but uh, at Osmo underscore com. We're approaching 30,000 followers. We're giving away 30 free weekly passes. And uh, if you follow us, you've got a chance to win one of those free weekly passes. So give us a follow over there. Help us reach 30K. All right, Minnesota hosting the Kings, 2.3 implied total for the Kings, 3.1 for the Wild. These two teams played last night. It's going to be Cal Peterson, probably, uh, and then Kakinen confirmed for the Wild. The Wild spanked them. Uh, very early, just got up 3-0 immediately and uh, was pretty much smooth sailing from there. Cam Talbot lost the shutout. Shout-out to Jeff Carter for scoring. Cliffy's boy, I think that that shutout, I think, would have buried me last night. So thanks to Carter for scoring uh, in the 58th minute of the game. You like anything here in Minnesota, too? I know they're your uh, kryptonite, but... <laughs> this is a big slate. They're on a back-to-back. Like, both these teams are on a back-to-back. They played last night. Uh, I want to be underweight on this game um, as a whole. We saw it play out yesterday. Um, just, I mean, I guess these second lines, right, if you need some fillers, like in yeah. deep enemy, like Andres Anthony, the CU is back up on the second line. Kempe's down on the third line. So that, that second line of the Kings, here we go again, is fully correlated power play too. They're so cheap, right? So, like, if you need a cheap filler for your Edmontons, for your Colorados, for your Kane, DeBrincat stuff, like – Velarde's 3,300, Anthony Sears 2,900, even Carter's manageable 4,500. Like, I want to be under the field on this game for sure because it's just a back-to-back 10-game slate. There's other spots I want to go, but these second lines, I don't mind if you want to take a stab or two in MMA. Yeah, not crazy about either of the top lines. I think they're going to face off against each other. I don't see Minnesota changing up much of what they did last night, and last night they saw Erickson Eck against uh, the Kopitar line, so – you know, I don't like to say that lines cancel each other out, but both pretty strong defensively 
on a big slate here. Uh, probably going to be going elsewhere for the overwhelming majority of my lineups. Athens see you on line two for the Kings. Like that makes them even worse defensively. Oh, yeah. uh, if, if they could get there. Yeah. So they went to that uh, last night to kind of shake things up. And so that's putting me on some Minnesota too. I'm going back to the well. I, I'm not really a believer that in like Rask or Zuccarello, um, but Zuccarello has been much better than I've given him credit for just in terms of like producing, like getting points. Yeah. And so like Capra's off Zuccarello, two man. I'm not going to say that Rask is like Wenberg, but he's, he is. he's he closer to Wenberg than, <laughs> than Eichel, you know, like he's just not great. 3,400. If you want to include him, that's fine. He's been getting a bunch of assists. Uh, he's actually been shooting uh, a decent amount. So I don't want to bash him too much, but I like Capra's off uh, 4,300. If you're one offing, that would be a guy like, he's just a highlight waiting to happen. This guy, like, have you watched much of him? We probably don't have a lot of time to talk about it, but have you, have you seen him? Oh yeah. He's, he's insane. Like he should be the front runner for the Calder right now. I would would imagine, but he, he looks unbelievable. So like the shot rates aren't amazing, but like the, just the playmaking ability is, I mean, it looks like it's already there for him. And I think he's actually pretty old, right? He's, he's like a 24, 25 year old. He's an older rookie, but yeah. yeah. 24 is still young in hockey. Yeah, for sure. Um, Defensemen here, Minnesota, you've got, you know, all six defensemen, it feels like play on the power play for them. They they would just throw out a full defense uh, power play unit if they could, I think. But Dumba's going to be the one that I'm going to a little bit uh, as a one-off guy and then probably going to take, you know, Suter or Spurgeon with Minnesota too because they split power play time uh, pretty evenly between the two units. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to the Minnesota defensemen, if you have a preference, you play that preference, like – it's whoever's playing well. So if you like one of them more than the other ones, play him. Yeah. I'm just going to – my computer's kind of freezing up on me. Do you know how many minutes off the top of your head Ole Mata played last night? He's 3K and he's on Dowdy's. I would imagine close to 20, if not over. Yeah. But yeah, he's a fine punt. Matt Roy is a fine punt. Sean Walker, if you're using LA too. <laughs> but other than that, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think he's going to be fine. If he's playing on Dowdy's uh, pairing, then – uh, he's probably locked in for 20 plus at the very least. Let's go to the abs and the Yotes 3.1 implied total for the abs, 2.3 for the coyotes, Grubauer and Ranta are your expected goalies. Coyotes shook it up yesterday. What was Schmaltz, Broussard and Keller, uh, Dvorak with Garland and Kessel. Uh, just a lot of trash and the 2.3 implied total. Coyotes are nothing more than fillers for me. I don't even know if these lines are going to stick. Uh, they had a nice effort. Uh, last night in the third period, almost, you know, made it a game there. I think it ended 3-2 with two late goals. But, um, yeah, I mean, Colorado one night, where where do they rank compared to Edmonton one for you? Yeah, so I was real quick, Cliff, you said 21 minutes for model last night. So okay. he's on the Dowdy pair for sure. Um, they're under Edmonton for me just because they played last night. But, you know, the depth, the, the lines that they've got been, we're going against are just bad, you know, like, the Kraus Pitlick line, like, yeah, I want to play them, even though they're back to back on the road. Like, so they're definitely one of my favorite plays tonight. Um, Landis Scott, a little bit snake bitten last night. He should have scored, I think. Mm-hmm. So maybe he has some depressed ownership. So again, I feel like a broken record, but with these elite lines, play the full line if you can. Don't leave them off if you don't have to. Uh, if you want to even put them in with Kadri, like, that four man is 
that like stack power play stacking the abs is way easier than power play stacking the, the Oilers tonight. So if you want to go that route, I think that is in play. Um, yeah, but Colorado won Colorado power play. Maybe I'll sprinkle some Devorah Garland. If I was, if I needed a, like a couple lineups in 150 and I just wanted some Yotes, mm-hmm. that'd be the play, but on the Yotes side, but other than that, it's Colorado for me. All right. Uh, I, I mean, I like Colorado again here. Um, but it's just like with, I don't know. I want to play some expensive defensemen, one in particular uh, that we'll get to. I think that's the last game. Brent Burns, you might've heard of him before. Um, and so I'm not getting to a ton of Colorado. I, I feel like that might be a mistake. So I, I probably am just going to end up uh, forcing, you know, at least like five to 10% of them in my lineups. Like, I, I, they haven't had a ton of big blow up games and I just feel like one of them is coming and the pricing for them overall is not that prohibitive uh, when you've got Landeskog for 5,500. So uh, I will force some Colorado one and I try not to force things too much and more let the projections and the ownership do the work, but this feels like a spot where I should definitely have some on a 10 game slate. The Osmo tools absolutely love them tonight. Yeah. They're the top 2% stack at like 23%, second highest leverage on the slate. So maybe that gets updated, but they're still going to be way up there. So, yeah, I mean, man, I, I can't not have Colorado one tonight. So I'll, if I'm underweight on them, I'll probably just throw them in one of the higher single entry uh, tournaments or something on DraftKings to get some extra exposure that way uh, in case they do go nuts. Cause I do like them here and I hate Arizona. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to end up limiting all my Arizona and my MMEs. I don't know if I'll cross anything off, but it's pretty ugly on their side against a very good defensive team in the abs. Because Brad Richardson isn't there, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, when you don't have goats like Brad Richardson getting four goals, it's hard to uh, it's hard to compete with that. So kind of an unfair comparison by you. Uh, let's go to the Golden Knights and the Anaheim Ducks. 3.3 implied total for the Knights, a 2.1 implied total for the Ducks. Wow. Uh, Flurry and Gibson are your expected goalies. Gibson is 6,600. Just get that out of the way. He's going to see volume. It might be a very dangerous volume, but he's going to see volume and he's got a realistic chance at a win because he has got kind of an NHL team in front of him. Um, but yeah, it's, and then Vegas on the other side, their lines stink. Uh I guess my favorite one is probably the Carlson Marcheseau Nick Roy line, but I have no clue uh, what to do with Vegas outside of just kind of sprinkling them in and treating them like more a Columbus uh, type team tonight. Yeah. So Gibson being 6,600 uh, paid off last night. Yorgiev was 6,600 mm-hmm. against the Bruins. They won that game. So, I mean, like Gibson's a bigger name than Yorgiev for sure. So like I would imagine uh, he's going to be popular tonight, but for that price, why not? Right. Definitely have to have to have some exposure in MME. Uh, maybe even one, three lineups so you can have them in one or two. Uh, I wouldn't go all in on them for sure, but <laughs> because chances are the Knights win this game, but you said it like these, these Vegas lines are just weird, right? Don't make sense to me. If Alex Tuck was on the top power play, I'd definitely be on that Tuck Stevenson stone line. It's just, He's not. So I was like, I don't know. I, I might have some like glass Pacioretty stone three mans, but, or, but again, and I, with the lines currently constituted, 
you like the Marshall Sal Carlson line. I like the Patriotic yeah. Glass Riley Smith line yeah. if Riley Smith is in because Riley Smith's thirty three hundred. Like he's not the player he was when you know they took him away from the Panthers. But Cody Glass thirty six hundred makes fitting Patriotic in very easy, and you get the Glass and Patriotic power play one time. Uh, you can get them in with Shea Theodore sixty six hundred. You won't be able to fit them with Edmonton or Colorado, but obviously if you're going to use them, you know that. Uh, so yeah, for me. I'm probably going to be underweight on this game and it hurts because I want to use the Knights here. It's just like these combos just aren't doing it for me. Uh, on the duck side, I'm definitely going to be underweight. Uh, if I, I'll probably just, you know, have some one-offs like Zagris is 2,800 Jakob Silverberg, 3,600. If you want to even go like in a, in 150, you have a sprinkle of Anaheim too, because they're fully correlated. That's fine. They're cheap filler, but uh, this isn't, a very good matchup. I wish it like the matchup was a little bit better, but so underweight on the ducks with some one-offs, you know, some Silverberg, some Zegris, some gets laugh, uh, but, and then the patch line on Vegas and some power play stacks. That's about it from this game though. Yeah. I mean, uh, power play stack on, the, on Vegas. I was actually just putting that in, in the lineup builder and seeing how it looks. Uh, like you can Steven, go Stevenson's on the top right right now. Yeah. They change up the line. Like, come on. So you could go, I don't know, I think like hybrid stacks are probably the play. Like instead of Stevenson, you put in Tuck, you get two guys from the top line, two guys from that quote-unquote second line, Glass Pacioretty. Uh, you get three forwards on the power play, and then you throw in Theodore. Uh, and so like, you know, it's not perfect correlation, but you could see Vegas putting up like five or six goals here. Uh, if it's Ryan Miller or if Gibson has a bad game, because uh, when he has a bad game, it, it gets really ugly uh, on the duck side, so. Vegas could certainly make them pay. They're well rested because uh, they had a couple games canceled early in, uh, earlier in the week. If uh, you care about that, but yeah, it, I, I just can't really choose a Vegas line. And luckily, I don't have to um, because I can just play some of all of them. But yeah, I mean, I'm not treating the third line that's the third line fancy cruncher like a third line. So like, I'm just kind of letting whatever rip uh, on the Vegas side. Would love to get to a bunch of them. I wish they went back to their old lines so uh, I could go very heavy on two lines instead of kind of being all over the place on three of them. Anything else here? I I like Shea Theodore as a one-off. Um, oh. Obviously, if you're correlating with power play, but as a he stands alone uh, as a one-off. Love it. You don't have to convince me. Canadians and the Jets, Jake Allen and Connor Hellebuck are your goalies. Uh I feel like I got this one kind of right the other night and the result was terrible. Uh, so the high danger chances for the jets at five on five, they only had six Montreal had 11. So like when it comes to like getting quality chances, Montreal was very good at five on five as they should be every single time against the jets. They just can't stay out of the penalty box. I think they had two or three uh, goals on the power play. The jets did uh Montreal's favored in this game I really like the top line but they're cheap and so they're getting kind of more ownership than I thought do you have any interest going to other lines or what do you think on the Montreal side and then on Winnipeg is it just power play stacking I think all three lines for Montreal are in play I'm in agreement with you that top line's my favorite as it usually is just their price is way too good uh they're gonna you know, they're going to see Adam Lowry, which is, you know, an okay defensive line, but like it's Adam Lowry. It doesn't scare me. Uh, so I think Joel Armia is on the second line now, right? 
Anderson, Anderson's a game time decision. Yes. Right? Yeah. So I'm, actually, I'm seeing Toffoli with Suzuki. Toffoli? I guess I guess we have to wait and see. Um, but either way, um, it's it's advantageous, you know, for Montreal. Mm-hmm. Like they're no matter what it is, like their five on five matchup is going to be better. Um, the Jets aren't very good defensively five on five. Uh, just what it is. So like for me, Montreal won for sure. Like I want to get them in. I'd probably be over the field on them. I would imagine with uh, Anderson out, maybe even Deneau sees some power play two time um, or one B one, a one B, whatever it is. Like they kind of, you know, get even ice time. So yeah, Montreal one for me. Uh, Montreal two is okay. Like they're also cheap if it is our Armia. So, or Armia, whatever it is. Um, Duran at 3,300 doesn't really do too much for me, but if you want to go Montreal too, that's fine. Suzuki's price is down. Uh, even this third line, like Cockney with Perry, like that's a nice two man that sees power play time. Uh, if, if you want to get away from the ownership in this game and then on the Jets side, I'm kind of off them five on five, but the one Achilles heel for the Canadians has been that penalty kill. They've been taking a ton of penalties. Uh, Jake Allen is in net. He's probably a better goalie at this point than Carey Price. So, but either way, like it doesn't scare me. So if I'm going to use the Jets, it's going to be some form of the power play. Uh, Shifu Wheeler is an okay combo, but I imagine they're going to be way more popular. So for me, if I'm going to go Jets power play, I'm probably going to go to the second line, Stasny Connor. Uh, if you want to put him with Ehlers, that's fine. Ehlers is up to 7,100. So maybe even, you know, this could be a contrarian line to go to tonight that Winnipeg second line, but I, I wouldn't falter for going Winnipeg one. Uh, they're, you know, Dubois' price is coming up, but he's still there. Um, it's, it makes it manageable. Uh, but Winnipeg 2 for me is my favorite spot for the Jets. Montreal 1, and then sprinkle in some Montreal 2 and Montreal 3. Yeah, I'm going to end up pounding my head against the wall uh, when Montreal's taking a bunch of penalties this evening. But I'm I'm kind of on all three of their lines, regardless of how they are. I mean, we know what the first line is going to be. We know... Suzuki Duran probably gonna be together. And then uh if no Anderson, um actually is Anderson out? He wasn't at morning skate. Yeah, I believe he's out. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll treat him like he's out, anyways. So if Tafoli's with Suzuki, then you get full correlation with that second line. Uh, you know, I think that could be potentially a really good spot for Tafoli. Um, and then Lekanen possibly slides up with Kokaniemi and Armia or or uh or Corey Perry. I mean, I don't know. I, I just think they're gonna Winnipeg is gonna get crushed at five on five. Uh maybe not in shot attempts, but in quality chances, I think they're gonna have a real tough time with Montreal. So I really like the Montreal side. Um and then I get the Winnipeg side. I definitely understand it. I just don't think I'm gonna be on them very much. I'm not getting to a lot in crunches. Montreal's just a really strong five on five team. And one of the, one of these times they're going to take like two penalties yeah, instead of six and they're going to win the game like four to one. And, and, you know, it's, I don't know. I think Winnipeg's going to have a tough time scoring at five on five. And when that's the case on a big slate, I like to uh, like to go elsewhere. Anything else here? We got a couple minutes left. Weber's under 5,000. So I think, yeah, he's going to be more popular than Petrie. I think Petrie is a contrarian play, but I don't want to pay 6,200 for him. I agree. Blues Sharks, 3.1 implied total for the Blues, 2.5 for the Sharks, Bennington and Devin Dubnik. Bennington's been awful, by the way. Uh, Cliffy said that a couple weeks ago. I, I feel like this guy has just been 
brutal uh, so far this season. Potentially a chance to pick on him here. San Jose one is popular. Uh, Brent Burns is popular, but I'm with it. I really like the Sharks here. I don't like their total, but uh, assuming no Pareko for the Blues, they've had a real tough time defending. No Tarasenko tonight. Uh, someone, or there was some talk that maybe he was coming back, but uh, with that intro, what do you like in this game, Josh? Yeah, so they, they broke up real quick. They broke up the O'Reilly Perron combo. So yeah, I really like this Couture Kane bank line. Heck yeah. We're going to get sharked tonight. Oh, yeah. Late I, night hammer. Well, also, hurdles out, so the Sharks' depth is just brutal. So, like, the Shen Perron combo is something I want to attack, too. And then, yeah, all in pat on uh, Brent Burns if you can fit him. I won't force him in if I if you have to, but if you have the space, Brent Burns. I was kind of getting to a lot of blues. I, I think I'm going to end up just limiting them to, you know, I'm fine being over the field on one or both of their lines but uh, I would not like to have like 15% of one of these blues lines. I just have no clue. They, they don't have any clue what they're doing right now. Yeah, they're, um, they're struggling defensively, offensively. Um, so I, I prefer the sharks here. I'm a little worried about the line because they're pretty big underdogs against what's been a pretty poor goalie and a team that's missing one of their key pieces uh, on defense. But I'm rolling with the sharks late night hammer, fully expecting line one to get me a cumulative, 4.5 DK points tonight, but you know, they will uh, have their times where they go off real quick. We've got a super chat. Robbie says, thanks, Jake, Josh, Fots and Cliffy. Will the dogs bark for the blues tonight? I, I haven't heard any barks. They're, they're uh, all who's your dog bark play of the night though. You got one guy before we head out of here. The dog bark play of the night. Yeah. Uh, Vander Kane. That, that is a pretty good call. I'm scrolling through. Uh, I like, I like, let me see my exposures here. Matt Barzell. I really like him or Anders Lee, you know, (laughs) there it is. There it is. That's how we do it here at Osmo.com. Great production. Just on the fly. YouTube chat is going to have a ball with that on that. We'll get out. Thanks everyone for joining Cliffy and Josh will be breaking it down on Monday. Good luck until then.